Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And I'm Roberto. Surprise! Special Whoa. guest, Roberto Vivanco. <laughs> Let's hear all these stories right now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Hi, and welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder and director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of Teams and Training for Equals Age in Ecuador as well. This episode, welcome back. First of all, Woo-hoo. it's only our second episode for season two. Very exciting. We're yeah. very, very glad to be back. Um, education Equals Hope, as you know, exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. Last time, Jorjito, you mm-hmm. shared all of the many things and broad strokes yep. what uh, happened here in Ecuador over the last, the summer of 2021. <laughs> At least I tried to. There were just so many different stories to be shared, but I tried to summarize it and and give you like the ups and downs. And ups and downs. Right? And there was a lot going on. And we're going to take a deep dive into some of those details uh, yes, in the later next on. episode. But we thought we should also do a quick update as to what the Vivancos did. So, um, as a, a, I hope everyone knows, there are two different fundraising efforts that go mm-hmm. into this ministry. The first is the raising of support for Education Equals Hope, because we can't uh, provide scholarships if mm-hmm. we don't have the resources to do that. So we, we do all of that. But the Vivanco family, uh, we actually do our own fundraising. We have to do our own fundraising in order to be here to serve full time. And so we head back to the States Periodically, generally try to do that um, at least once a year, once a year, except during COVID, of course, uh, to connect with our um, family and friends and supporters there who make the ministry possible. So, but we're always talking about education was hope wherever we go because that's the main thing that we're right. that we're a part of. So today we have a special guest. Woo-hoo. Hi, special guest. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Very handsome special guest. He's my husband, Roberto Vivanco. Hey, everybody. Um, we thought that maybe both of us could be on today to talk a little bit about the craziness that uh, that is a home ministry assignment as a missionary family. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about it, honey? I was long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we were on the uh, on the road for just over 11 weeks. I think the stats are it was 11... 11 and a half weeks, we packed up and moved beds, like slept in one, like slept in a new place, packed <laughs> yeah. everything up, packed it in the packing part. I packed the suitcases, Roberto packed the car. I played Tetrix in the car, basically. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, we did that 23 times and we visited 35 different cities. So it wow. was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, as the the Vivanco family, we we went June sixteenth mm-hmm. to we left because Graham's passport was about to expire, yep. his U.S. passport, and there was no way to renew it here in country in a timely fashion. Are so, they open now? Is the embassy open? Nope. No, the U.S. Not embassy yet. is still, still not, not open. Over. And if you need wow. something like a passport being mm-hmm. renewed, you can ask them, but they can give you an appointment for the next three months. And oh, we course. have we have friends here who've just tried to get like tourist visits and, yeah. and they've gotten appointments for 2023. Three. Wow. 20, so um yeah, it, the US Embassy because of COVID is still not open in the city of Quito. Mm-hmm. 
And then we obviously stayed the whole 11 weeks because my sister Brittany was going to get married Labor Day weekend. Um, that was one of the things that got canceled by COVID. <laughs> Ten days before the wedding, they unfortunately had to make the decision to cancel the wedding. They are still, I don't, I don't know if they're technically legally married right now or not, but they're together and things are wonderful and there is or will be a wedding but um, in caring for, for themselves and for others, they decided to not have a big event, which mm-hmm. was a bummer not to be a part of, but we still had some good family time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Vivanka <laughs> family, um, there are two things that happened this summer that I wanted to share, little God glimpses, and we invited Roberto to be a part of this podcast because he's got some good insight as well. How did you perceive it, Roberto? How was this time for you? Uh, generally, uh, you know, we've gone to the United States for like four or five weeks or six at maximus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because of COVID, because we've been so isolated in Ecuador also, you know, um, it was a great time for me. Like, literally, I was ready to go to the States. I was like, please get me out of here. And so when we got there you know what i remember one of the first things is like we 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 went to a barbecue place to eat lunch with the kids and we got out of the car all of us had masks on and walked into the door and nobody had masks <laughs> and this was june yeah. we're like oh my gosh this is heaven this is amazing that no- freedom freedom who noticed first about the masks oh no everybody did like yeah. our, our kids were like nobody has masks and so we were like I guess that's because what it is. Because there's a nationwide mask mandate here in Ecuador. Yeah, and anytime you walk out of your house, yeah. you have a mask on. And so that was that was freeing. And, and, and just, you know, in Ecuador, we had the whole driving restriction. We couldn't go, you know, as often as you, you wanted to. And over there, it was like, yeah, I'm just going. All right. Drive and, any day, and, anytime you want. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you for this. I mean, that was a way that God was, uh, I think... Um, healing our souls after a long transition, uh, mm-hmm. after a long time in quarantine uh, here in Ecuador. Quarantine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good barbecue, too. It was. <laughs> and trying to figure out the United States of when you wear masks and when you don't and yep. what neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. should you wear a mask in and are people going to yell at you if you... Are you going to yell at you if you have one on and are they going to yell at you if, if you, you don't. don't have one on and just all very, very confusing, mm-hmm. especially... But um, we had incredible opportunities to visit friends and family, um, creating tribes um, for our kids, trying Mm -hmm. to raise our kids internationally well is, I would say, a a high priority for both of us, that they would feel comfortable in the United States and they would feel comfortable in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. So really, I guess maybe part of this podcast is just a look into the life of (laughs) some of what makes a missionary family a missionary family. Um, When you have a seven- nine a five seven and nine year old have three young children and packing them up 23 times and um, introducing them to new spaces and environment every two or three days uh, it's it's a challenge it was it was yeah um so we only visited three churches two of them official visits and then when we just got to go to church one Sunday just to go. Um, it was the first time we'd gone to church in our car in a parking lot. That was awesome. <laughs> the kids were like, "Wait, we got dressed up for this!" And we're listening to the <laughs> listening to the sermon over the radio, but you can see them. And then they bring communion to your car. It was it was pretty wonderful. Interesting. 
and that the kids could yell and scream uh, inside our car and no one was going to tell them to be quiet. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But so only two official visits, and that's because we were contacted by those churches to, to come in um, and be a part, which were invited to be a part of the service. But it felt awkward being in the U.S. without hitting all the churches that we normally hit on a home ministry assignment. Again, because of COVID, we we started planning in February, March, April, and the U.S. was still very shut down. And it wasn't like no one was saying, hey, come visit us because yeah. We, yeah. we don't even have services. And so by the time we got there in June and July, churches had opened up and it was kind of, it was an awkward, like, you're here, but you're not coming to visit us. But it's there's this whole planning part that didn't happen. <laughs> but I, I think the relationship that we carry with the churches also uh, helped the idea that you know, uh, we they knew that they were closed by the time that we arrived to the country and haven't planned. Yeah. And so a lot of you know North Americans like to have schedules and stuff. Can you believe it, North Americans? Yeah, like Latinos schedules? were like, yeah, we're just going with the flow. We'll see. We're just drive, <laughs> drive, go, go straight. That's it. <laughs> Knock on someone's door, someone will answer. So um, so it was just a gift to be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was especially one family in Spartanburg who, again, I don't know if we were supposed to say their name out loud or not. Um, they gifted us a house to stay in, which was... Fantastic. The, the, maybe yeah. the best, best thing that yeah. could have ever happened. When the kids were real little and we had... Because it used to just be your me and Roberto, and then there was Graham, yeah. and yeah. there was Graham and Liam, and <laughs> there was Graham and Liam and Francis. <laughs> and, you know, when they're four, two, and zero, it's a lot of energy, but they're still pretty contained, and they don't really mind where they are as long as they're with with their family. Yeah. Um, and now they, they're a little older. They have a little bit more... Um, have more opinions, oh, and they yeah. like to express their opinions. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so a real challenge to, to move around. Um, we, the families that allowed us to live with them, always, always deep relationship there for which we're so grateful. It's really awkward to parent in front of Absolutely. people mm-hmm. and especially for 11 weeks. Um, and when your kid throws a temper tantrum over eating spinach and storms out of the room, hypothetical situation, <laughs> clearly yeah, yeah, hypothetical, yeah. Um, really embarrassing. And the people are like, whoa, what just happened? Like. Like that, yeah. This is day two for you, but this is day sixty yeah. for them. Kids, right? um, this is a really hard thing. And thank you for for loving us anyway, because this is really hard for them and for us, mm-hmm. and really wonderful. I mean, we got to do a lot of yeah. really wonderful things along the way. It's just that balance. So anyway, this house in Spartanburg that we were gifted, um, that it was one. We ended up staying there <laughs> three or four, maybe five times. Twice we packed up out of it, like washed all the sheets, washed all the towels, mopped the floors, scrubbed the bathrooms, everything. Like, thank you so much, house. It's been such a gift and a blessing and goodbye. And we'll see you sometime in the future year, maybe two, maybe three. We'll be back here. Who knows? (laughs) Four days later. And we're back (laughs) because everything uh, changes at the drop of the hat. And we ended up loving the house. I mean, it became home became the safe place and the place that the, they, the kids knew mm-hmm. and just were excited that it wasn't a new place. It was 
the fun right? house. Something new. The fun house. The yeah. fun house. And to be able to go back to the fun house, it had a little uh, little sign outside of it said the fun house. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that's what we call it. It's an amazing, amazing space. And I think uh, for our kids, you know, we've said it before, but, um, you know, God has called us a, to a missionary life. Same, and he has given us our kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're a part of this missionary life. And so they are learning how things work, how we do things, uh, because um, that's that's our life, you know. Like other families have, you know, dad that doesn't spend the days with them because he works all day or mom is the only one or is vice versa or whatever. But it's just it's just a different situation. And our kids, you know, have a different different life, you know, moving a lot. And if you've been a missionary, you know what we're talking about. And so that's that's their, you know, God has given us our kids to be missionary kids. And so they are a big part of our ministry. And it's their ministry, too. It is very much so. In that, the the kind of the theological reflection that God used this house for me that I just wanted to, sh- to share is uh, I'm standing at the kitchen sink contemplating the amazing generosity that we encountered from people taking us out to eat to um, sharing their life and space with us, um, sharing vacation homes with us. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to do all sorts of things with them. But as I'm just overwhelmed by the generosity of people, and then uh, in this house, the generosity that we have a house, and I know so many people yeah. that need a house. Absolutely. That, that need food. And just thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so grateful for this. And I felt the Spirit speak to me saying, Cameron, this is what I want for all of my children. This isn't because I love you more or extra or you're special. This is, this is baseline. This is what I want for everybody. And to know God's graciousness and to know God's love and to know God's heart that very truly, like, that's what he wants for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we had the incredible blessing and gift to stay in that space and to see and feel people's love and generosity and to know that that's, that's not about us. That's about God's economy. That's God's desire. Mm -hmm. And then to know that we get to be a part of that. um, And so many places and ways here it's, and especially as a North American, it is awkward being on the receiving end, right? We talk a lot about giving and receiving and, you cannot give unless someone receives. And, and here at Educational Hope, we get to give. We get to give the micro scholarships. And it's really awkward when we go to the States and we turn into the receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, we raise support to live. We are always on the fundraising trail. Mm-hmm. We, um, we have everything that we need. And there are days that I am asking, should I have gone to dental school? <laughs> Because then I would be making so much more money and I wouldn't have any of the financial worries or pressures or, or, or. And so to, to turn into the, to be the receiver in the United States is a really awkward mm-hmm. and humbling and wonderful thing because life is about giving and receiving and 
God taught me so much in the receiving of that house and how much his desire to love all of his creation is. So I hope that makes sense. But that was one of the, the big profound teachings of this last summer and how it ties into our ministry at Education Equals Hope. Absolutely. Be, be, before closing up, I think it's really important to to see um, how God orchestrates everything for mm-hmm. you to see and have that experience. I'm sure that many people that belong to the ministry sites down here, to the schools, to the churches, have felt that, um, that they have received that from Equals H and from you as a family. But now that you're able to not just live through it, but being aware that that's how that that's how important it is for them too, also shapes and molds your own life to keep on sharing God's love with other people, right? Absolutely. But before closing up, I would like to hear from Mr. Vivanco. What is something that God taught you during your time in the states? Like some reflection that you can share. Sometimes what 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 you guys do going to the states is planning about the the churches you're gonna visit the people you're going to see, all those things, but we never expect what God is truly teaching us. How was that like for you? I think uh, every every time I go to the States, I I find myself alone in a sense. Like I find myself without knowing where to go. If I don't have a GPS, <laughs> I don't have a direction, right? And so I need to have a GPS to drive, and so... That becomes my best best mm-hmm, friend, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I I don't I don't have the sense of oh I know this place I can go to this area or I can go to this neighborhood I I got no idea. I felt that this time God has been working in me towards hey no matter where you go I'm with you, and so I will I'm here to guide you I'm here to be with you even if it is when you're going just to have a walk, a Walmart or whatever, right? Which I do a lot. You walk at Walmart I like to walk at Walmart because I like to walk, <laughs> but then also I like to see stuff that I don't see very often in Ecuador. And you don't like being hot. Oh, yeah. No, not and at Walmart's all. are fresh, I suppose. Uh, Walmart's are air-conditioned yeah, in so the south in the summer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really hot. And so, but yeah, I feel like God was saying, hey, you know, I've been guiding you all this time. And I'm still doing it. And so it was it was quite the experience for me as a father to, you know, who's called to guide also the family to be guided by, by God. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Thanks for sharing. Again, I think that most of the times that we plan to do any kind of trip to wherever, we plan of things that we want to do, either is resting or visiting people or doing something specific, but we never plan what God can truly teach us through those times. And it's really cool that we are able to hear that and thank God for everything that he has been teaching you and the way that he has put all this into place and make it part of the bigger picture of what Equals H does and why we, we exist for. Here, here. And I will say that um, one extra thing that happened uh, this last week uh, is that, um, you know, we're talking about how we get to do things here but we do it because uh, God has called us to serve. Uh, I got a phone call the other day. I was right here in my office, and um, it was a video call, and it was one of the uh, ministry site coordinators or the priest, Lourdes, from Cristo Liberador. And she calls me in a video, and I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Okay, hey, what's up? And she goes, do you have a minute? I'm like, sure, yeah, no, no problem. 
And she turns the camera, and there is one of the students and his mom who just graduated, and they wanted to talk to me about saying thank you. And, I mean, the call went on for, like, almost seven or eight minutes, but it was all the gratitude uh, from, from the student and from his mom, you know, that been battling, basically trying uh, for this guy to finish college, and finally he did it. And I'm like, how do I get this call? Why why are people looking at me, mm-hmm. right? But Why are they saying thank you to you? Yeah. Like, why do you get to be the face? Well, I mean, I know a little bit why, right, exactly, because I'm the face. But at the same time, I'm like, I pointed it right and said, hey, Glory, glory to God, because I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just helping. I'm just, you know, God loves you. He wants you to be, be better, be following him or so. But it was a great, great experience. And so I just want to encourage everybody that is supporting Education Equals Hope because the program is working. It has been working. We are seeing students graduate college, families being changed, and literally generations are being changed by education. They are not going to end up without a job or in prison. These guys have a future. Mm-hmm. And so what a, what a blessing is to be doing this work. And that's a missionary life. You know, like if this is the sacrifice that he's asking us for, mm-hmm. we're doing it gladly because we love him and we know that he is guiding it, guiding us. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a part of Education Equals Hope, please go to www.educationequalshope.org and find that Donate Now button. We can't do any of this, uh, any of the micro scholarships without you. And to the Vivanco family supporters out there as well, thank you so, so much. We can't do anything without you either. Love you and appreciate you and see you next time. See Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.